Support for this podcast is brought to you by Chad White. Chad White is your next hire. Chad White can do anything in the audio engineering department, such as sound mixing or creating a podcast from scratch. Need your podcast uploaded to iTunes in a timely manner? Chad White's got that. Apple Podcasts, Google Play Podcasts, Stitcher, and Spotify. Chad White can make sure your podcast lives on. Hire Chad White and you won't regret it. From WBED in Atlanta, this is The Application. I'm your host, Chad White, and on today's episode of The Application, we will be talking about how one state is beating Georgia in terms of replacing its voting machines, and we will also hit how Stacey Abrams and former presidents are chasing rural votes in Georgia, as well as the last story, we'll be covering how one TV character made his way from the silver screen to another part of the silver screen. We'll find out who is it right after we start the application. Like I said, the application is a show that's hosted by me. And you know what? I think I'm going to do a really good job this time. Here we go. Chad, swell up that music. Here we go. Welcome back to the application. I am your host, Chad White. And listen, if you're not going to hire me, then you're going to make a huge mistake. I am definitely one of the premier, premier audio podcasting producers this side of the Mississippi. Now, listen, WABE, I know you probably have never heard of me, but this is for you, Kenneth Brown, and as well as the other HR people and other heads of WABE. I mean, Listen to this. I sound really good. You could probably can't even tell I'm in the echoed halls of my room right now, my apartment. Uh, but let's get started with the story we have here. The first story comes from you, WABE, where ATL meets NPR. It is a story titled Delaware Eclipses Georgia and Replacing Voting Machines, written by Jim Burris. Now, as we all know, uh, earlier we were having issues. Georgia was having issues with uh, the the voting machines. They were They were told to be as uh, as unreliable as just a regular paper ballot. And now, and now we're trying to go back to paper ballots. Uh, recently, earlier this week, we learned that Georgia will use electronic voting machines this fall uh, as the paper ballot case, you know, doesn't really work out anymore. And so now we're, we're still going to be using these cards that you plug into these old-timey 1970s style machines. <laughs> uh, it's not really fun. But Georgia is one of 14 states uh, using machines that lack a paper trail that voters can testify for themselves. Now, this comes from NPR uh, contributor Johnny Kaufman, uh, of course. Uh, but now we have another another state that is replacing their machines, and Georgia is still sitting behind in uh, in terms of replacing replacing the machines. Uh, digital technology is uh is is not is as we learned uh, as reliable it can it can be spoofed a little bit so one of the biggest issues in terms of just using this uh, technology uh, instead of uh, in lieu of paper ballots rather is that there is an issue of security so when the 2016 election for the presidential election happened, there was thought to be tampering from an outside source. Turns out there might have been, as we've learned early this summer. And now with Georgia sticking, uh, with Georgia being one of the uh, 14 or 13 or 14 states that are still using this archaic method of, of voting, it, it, it worries people because 
this election is the next, this coming election is going to be important as well as the following 2020 election. These midterms are have become uh, very feisty, very hot, if I may use that term. Uh, it's 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 difficult for people to be engaged, uh, especially when they don't know if they can trust the the way that they in, in which they are voting. Now we don't know. We know. I mean, we haven't answered this. <laughs> Georgia uh, may not replace them for another couple of years. We may not hear anything about this until 2020. Now, moving on to our next topic, because I've already spent way too much time on those first two, I want to go on to another continuation of the of the voting, uh, what we have going on in the in the next couple of weeks here. Uh, Stacey Abrams has been joined by former president and Georgia resident Jimmy Carter. Uh, he's, he's one of he's one of the same uh, as they were campaigning in the rural parts of Georgia, such as Plains, Georgia. Uh, now, this comes from the uh, AP Associated Press, uh, Georgia's past and uh, potential and future converged. In the tiny towns of Plains, as former President Jimmy Carter campaigned Tuesday alongside Democratic gubernatorial hopeful Stacey Abrams. Now, Stacey Abrams, as you may know, is, of course, on the uh, Democratic side and Kemp's is on uh, on the Brian Kemp is on the uh, Republican side. And uh, those are the two people. If you're really out of the loop, those are the two people continuing to be the uh, next big names in Georgia law coming up. She's a group. They're both gubernatorial candidates. Both are obviously coming from different demographics, but they do have a, quote, shared interest in reversing the slide in rural health care services. Now, it's not like Kemp hasn't said anything in terms of the uh, rural health care, but Abrams is, is one to uh, want to, and this is another quote, double down on big government programs that cost too much and fail to deliver. Uh, whereas Kemp and his uh, contemporaries would kind of want to stay with the same thing uh, that, that, that we've been getting, same type of health care that we've been getting. Now, as we're learning uh, in this article, more than half a dozen community hospitals have closed in Georgia in recent years under the weight of treating uninsured patients, treatments that are required, of course, by law. Now, Abrams, Abrams has uh, given this information before. She said that uh, out of Georgia's 159 counties, 79 have no obstetrician gynecologist, 64 have no pediatrician, and 76 are without a psychologist, while 52 are without social workers, which is all kind of, this is all kind of uh, sorely needed within any type of community. Uh, and nine counties have no physician of any kind. Can you imagine living in a in a in an area where you just can't get a doctor or for your child can't get a veterinarian for your your pet that would just be uh sad she also said abrams said that the largest provider of mental health services in the state is the prison system so i'm guessing if you want to get that uh, mental help stability that you need to get arrested that's not a good answer for any of this but it is definitely where things are leading. Now, Carter and Abrams are saying that the way you might be wondering, how are we going to pay for this? How, how are our taxes going to be able to pay for this? And uh, Carter and Abrams have said the answer is to accept the federal government's offer of expanded Medicaid coverage, a deal this is all I'm reading this all from the article, a deal that would require Georgia to put up 10 cents of every new Medicaid dollar spent with the federal treasury covering the rest. 
Now you're, you'll you'll recall back in uh, when Nathan Deal, Republican Governor Nathan Deal, was in charge. Uh, he put up Georgia as one of the 17 states that rejected that expansion, that previous expansion, that suggested expansion. Uh, they said it was too expensive. Kemp is the one who agrees, of course. Like I said earlier, the the Republicans tend to not. They just want to stick with the same thing. Uh, let the government handle what it can't what they what they believe it can and then force off the rest now uh more important information is that when the when uh president carter was elected governor georgia did not have of course did not have as many people as it does now that was wow that was like what in the 70s 70s 80s when he was <laughs> when he was a governor what was when was when was carter president Jimmy Carter was president uh, sometime. I'm going to guess. I'm going to go as far to say that he was president in the years 1977, and I was right, 70s. Uh, so uh, when when he was when he was governor, Georgia only had less than less than five million residents. Fewer. This is new to me. Fewer than a million of them living in cities, and almost 1.8 million is about 40 percent in rural areas. In 2010, the census counted the state's rural residents at less than 2.5 million. And uh, the the state population, of course, is bigger than this. It's, it's been bigger than this. Uh, was, at, in 2010, at 10.4 million people. So there's a lot of people, a lot of split votes that could go in either which way now. That is, of course, if everybody, stre- everybody stretches their right to vote. Moving on to the final story. Little, little light, a little light in the mood from you for this uh, little politics podcast that this apparently came out to be. If you were, uh, if you watched the Emmys this past Monday, you'll know that Georgia-based show Atlanta, really Atlanta-based show Atlanta, <laughs> written and created by Donald Glover, did not win any of its reward, uh, rewards, award, rewards, awards that <laughs> it was nominated for. Writer Stephanie Robinson. Great writer. She's really good. I wrote the Barbershop episode. Uh, it did not win. Of the, It was the last season. She did not win. Sad, but true. But if you know, you'll notice in the audience that uh, sitting somewhere in the front row was a character that was played by Donald Glover in the television show for an ex- extended episode <laughs> that some would say was too long. The extended episode in which he was in uh, what we would call whiteface, if blackface <laughs> is to, is the black people, whiteface is the white people, uh, called uh, whiteface, and the character's name is Teddy Perkins. Is kind of like a Michael Jackson composite. A white character, a white man living in a, in a big house where Lakeith Stanfield's character was trying to pick up a piano, put it in the back of his uh, truck, and leave. But he spent an, an extended period of time at the house hanging out with this Teddy Perkins character who was very quirky. Teddy Perkins appeared at the Emmy Awards, sitting in the front row, like I just said, uh, wearing that red velvet dinner jacket that he has. And uh, of course, you know, the makeup and the bobcat wig. But uh, like I said earlier, Donald Glover did play him in the television show, which begs the question, who was playing him? Which is very weird because Donald Glover was there to accept his award had he won one uh i'm even looking at a picture right now you can go to the av club to see uh, a candid picture of donald glover and teddy perkins with Issa Rae in the bottom left hand corner staring like 
oh my gosh, I didn't know those two people can be in the same picture. So it's very strange. People are very confused. No one knows who in this world was Teddy Perkins. Now, one of the obvious candidates would be Lakeith Stanfield himself, but it wasn't him, nor was it his co-star Brian Tyree Henry, who's also uh, who was nominated for Emmy. Both were photographed with Teddy Perkins that night, and as well as director Hiro Murai, who directs a bunch of episodes. I think he also co-created Atlanta, but also directs a bunch of episodes of the series. Uh, all three of them were <laughs> photographed taking pictures <laughs> with this <laughs> with this Teddy Perkins guy. <laughs> so maybe it was Zazie Beetz. No, it was not. Because I'm looking at a tweet right now. Zazie Beetz is sitting right next to Teddy Perkins. Who was Teddy Perkins? The speculation is all over the place. No one knows who it is. And we never will know. Perkins congratulated Bill Hader. And even Hader had no idea, which was very scary. So maybe Teddy Perkins was a real person. Not was, is a real person. Maybe everything that he's ever done (laughs) has been (laughs) less than a joke (laughs) and more of a reality. Maybe it wasn't even Donald Glover playing him the first time. Who knows? Who knows? Or maybe they just hired somebody to, to play this guy. Kind of like when uh, Hannibal Burris, he hired a guy to go to the premiere of a movie in lieu of, because Hannibal wasn't able to go. And it was just, and he just hired some uh, bald black guy that looks, that looked, you know, like Hannibal Burris. But if you squinted, if you, if you looked really, <laughs> looked really quickly, <laughs> which is so funny. And so he's being interviewed and people are like, you're not Hannibal. Where's Hannibal? And then the guy's like, I am Hannibal Burris. You're not Hannibal. So who knows? We'll never know who who played Teddy Perkins, but I guess whatever. Anyway, so that is the uh, this is the second episode of the application. I try to cover as uh, many things as I I thought I could cover. I don't want this to go too long. I even I'm surprised if you even made it this far. I'm surprised you made it this far. But listen, I want to get one more ad copy out of there for you. You want WABE? I'm talking to you, Kenneth Brown. I'm talking to you. You want somebody who's good at studio and field recording. You want experience in sound editing. You want great organizational skills. I'm the guy. You want excellent communication skills. Guess who's communicating? Being this $200 mic I got. I shouldn't have said the price. Uh, <laughs> you, you know who's good at understanding niche audiences? This guy. I am pointing to myself. I'm self-motivated. I'm energetic. And like I said, you're going to get one of these a day until I get a response. <laughs> I am not kidding about that. I can make the audio content that you need, that you're striving for. I can book guests. Like I said in the, in the first episode, I talk to famous people, all right? And you know what? They come to me. I don't have to go to them. There's one guy I went to, Jeff Dye, he, uh, who was a comedian on NBC, and he hosts a show called Better Late Than Never. I went to him because I really liked him. But everybody else has come to me thus far. I'm good at problem solving. I'm an independent thinker. I'm going to remain passionate about everything I do, every genre. I can fake it. I just faked it for the past 15 minutes. <laughs> I'm, a pa- I'm a huge podcast fan. Like I said before, I subscribed to over 100. Actually, I think the total is 103 as of today. Don't, don't ask me why. 
and I'll read you all the podcasts. That'll be the third episode. That'll be tomorrow's episode. Like I said, respond to me. Uh, managing, I can manage the needs and expectations of multiple stakeholders. Look, I really want this job. And I think I am best suited for this position. You will not find anybody else who has who is as dedicated as me to creating this type of content. I'm good. I'm really good. And I think you should check out my resume. I worked at WXIA for two years and some change. I like to say some change. I don't like to say the exact months, but like two years and some change. So you know that I am definitely one of the best out there. I, I did uh, one of my favorite things. I know I said I was going to wrap this up, but one of my favorite things I did was I did a Black History Moment of the Day back in 2016, which at every, so every single day for the entire month of February, I did 28 videos and 28 articles that are separate from the videos. So two different topics. And uh, each day, I posted one each day, one of each each day. So that was 56 things that I did, creative things very dedicated and i i believe one of my one of my most read articles at wxia was uh something that was um oh my gosh it was a ba- it was baby popular baby names of like 2017 or something and i got upwards of <laughs> it's an embarrassing number it's i think it's like 2 million 1 million clicks 1 to 2 million clicks and i was the most read thing for uh nbc's for wxia for NBC affiliates in all of the the nation for that year, so uh, that's embarrassing that that was that was was rated that high while the Black History moments of the days weren't. But you know we do what we can. I've been on television several times. I've been in a couple of movies. Uh, I've been on television in acting role, not acting, Jesus, in reality roles and in news roles. I've uh, been on a dating show. I was um, for NBC. I was a correspondent, not NBC uh, for WXIA. I was a correspondent for 11 Live News. I was a correspondent uh, several times. I helped out a lot when I was still there. But now it's time for me to help you out. Now, listen, I know this has been 20 minutes. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad even if you skipped around <laughs> that you came, <laughs> that you came. Pleased to meet you. Uh, I really appreciate it. Kenneth Brown, please hire me. If not, I will talk to you tomorrow. Thank you and have a good day. All right, transition outward.